back to the Thanks for Rolling podcast. I'm Pat, here with Jeff as always. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Tonight we're joined with Ryan Bartlett. What's up, How Ryan? How we doing, everybody? How's Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. One third of the Jiu-Jitsu Lifting Life podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Is that, is that still a thing? Uh, I guess. We've been kind of lazy with it, but I mean, <laughs> hey, it's, I'm just one of the co-hosts for it, so... Not I mean, the driving force is what you're yeah, saying. Oh, yeah, oh, no, no, no. I'm also, they say, hey, you want to show up? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll show up. Yeah. Show up when told. Come in and yeah. talk. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's all I do. But, um, cool. Yeah, no, I'm happy you guys didn't, uh, had me on here. I've been yeah. waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. have a very long and distinguished list of guests that we have to work oh, our yeah. way through, you know, so yeah, <laughs> everybody's got to wait their turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know I'm pretty, I'm a pretty busy guy, too, so <laughs> all that sleeping and watching TV, right, so. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, no, I'm glad you guys got me on. Good life. Absolutely. Very lazy life. So what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about you. Oh, great. Yeah. So um, I like long walks on the beach, uh, <laughs> poetry. Um, no, so I could start off with my, from young to now, I can start off with my just work career or what are we starting at? Well, first of all, I want to point out that you're the first guest to show up with his own notes to make sure that he remembers all the details of his own Yeah, life. my one page. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. A for preparedness. Right. I try. Right. I try my best. We generally like to, to start with um, how people ended up here in particular, right? How they ended up at okay. at the yep. gym. But I think for you, we'll start a little differently because we have some other points, right, to get yeah, there yeah. About, about your jujitsu journey. So um, talk about what, what do you do for a living? Well, so I'm a, a cop up at UMass uh, Amherst. I've been there for about two and a half years now. Um, before that, I was at uh, Hamden County Correction Office uh, Department, and I was there for like five for five years. Okay, and then just got tired of that, and I'm like, yeah, I got to take the jump, and went for UMass, and finally got in over there. So I'm much happier there. Yeah, were you a correction officer? Or? Yeah, so I worked for um, pre-release there. So that's. Um, if you've ever been there, you get the main jail on one site, then behind it they have a pre-release, and I was there. So um, it's so the guys who are getting ready to be released into pre-release, so they get ready to release in the community. So like they have more privileges, they have um, they can have jobs. So like uh, a lot of people work on like construction sites, uh, restaurants, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, we have community uh, outreach programs. So like they'll go out, they'll clean up the uh, streets, they'll go to parks, they'll clean the parks, and um. A lot of people think, oh, it must be pretty easy. It's like, actually, no, because a lot more contraband comes in because they have more privileges. And um, surprise, surprise, you know, people in jail, try to get, they try to bring stuff in. So <laughs> it doesn't matter a day or they have a year, so they try to get in. But, yeah, and I've been up at UMass Police Department. Um, now I'm a DT instructor. I just did that program that was almost a month and a half program. Um, did that up in uh, Worcester. Sorry, no, right? Where is it? Is it Worcester? Yeah, it was somewhere out there. But um, did that, so now I'm a defensive tactics instructor for my work, which is pretty fun. So now if, I thought I was just teaching people, you know, defensive tactics, but apparently now I'm going to be like one of the, like, the professionals. So if something happens where somebody gets, you know, gets into a fight or something like that with somebody, I could be a professional witness called to the stand. So I'm like, oh, there's actually a lot of work to this. <laughs> yeah, so so it's not just responsibility. Yeah, expert but, that they call, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm the expert apparently. But no, it's 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 cool. Like I said, it's great because now I've been focusing more on that, like, you know, when I go online, I try to look at these videos that pop up. These controversial, like, what could a cop do better? What could have done, you know, mm-hmm. the set and the other. So it's it's great. I like it. I like the responsibility. So. Do you go through? Um, I think I saw pictures of you graduating from the police academy. Yes. So is uh, years and years ago, I had looked into becoming a police officer. This is probably like 
before 2000, maybe 97, 98. And at the time, you had to take, like, the state's police exam. You had to pass that. But you had to, like, pre-select your towns, right? Yes, like, yeah. And yep. um, so, like, is it the same kind of process then to end up at UMass? Or, like, how did that well, come so, about? So, UMass, they used, um, I actually applied there, like, a year or two in when I was working at the jail. And because, um, you know, I heard about the benefits and all that kind of stuff. And it's a great opportunity to uh, so when I applied, it was different. They, you take their own test. So it's not the civil service exam. Mm-hmm. It's their own test that they provide. It's, it's like it, but it's just pretty much for UMass. It doesn't go anywhere else. And, uh, of course I didn't score. I got like an 80 and they were looking for like 85s. Like I'm terrible at test taking. So I didn't hear anything back. Um, but then you gotta take their physical exam too, which is just push up sit-ups and a mile and a half run. Something like that. And I did that. I passed. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the job. And like, hey, you suck at taking tests. So you're not going to get it. <laughs> so like two years later or something like that, I finally got the call. And that's how it happened. But um, for like civil service or like the state troopers, it's, you know, the town. You pretty much, you want to put the town that you live in. Right. And then it's like whatever ones that would possibly, you can, you can apply for other, like, so if I wanted to go to Chicopee or some places. Springfield, you have to live in Springfield, which I'm all set with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but that's how that pretty much works. Um, state troopers, it's pretty much the whole state. So it doesn't matter where yeah. you live. But they're doing pretty good with that now. They're doing, um, you can, they put you a lot closer. Before, they used to put you an hour away from your home. But I guess since you're hurting so bad for people, they're kind of yeah. helping people out. I remember, so I, I passed the test, and the test was cool. I remember, like, it was, like, three drawings. And, like, this is the guy's face. And then these are the three potential, like, dis- ways yep. you could disguise him. Which one is actually him? So I remember taking the test, passing it. And then after that, so after you've applied, after you've selected the, the towns that you wanted to potentially go into, I was living in Chicopee at the time, so I think it was like Chicopee, Wilbraham, my hometown, and like mm. wherever else I selected, right? And then we all went to, I can't remember the name of the school, it's on the corner of Parker Street and Boston Road in Springfield, and like everybody's there, and they're like, okay, so here are the towns that aren't hiring, like afterwards, so yeah. after you've already selected, <laughs> like they're like, oh, sorry, we're not hiring there, we're not hiring there, I'm like son of a bitch. So at that point, like I just kind of moved on, but it was pretty funny the way the process worked, like Oh, sorry, we're just teasing you. Thanks yeah, for that's, help. that's kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny now because, like, I always thought, oh, the test should be pretty easy. And it's, it's pretty – It's now I realize there's kind of, like, some tricks to it. But, like, before when I was younger, like, when I was, like, 21, I was going for all these positions. Like, I went for the Secret Service, and it's, like, a basic – like, you're still in, like, a police uniform, but you're down in, like, D.C. and stuff like that. And uh, I ended up being late for the test. And so that was a huge – like, so show up early for those tests. Because the guy read me out. He let me take a test, but uh, surprise, surprise, I didn't get the job. I'm guessing that's pretty much the reason why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Did you so. have to polygraph? No, no. I didn't get anywhere. I, so I went for Delaware State Police, and I think they had the polygraph. But I didn't make it to that step. And I was also like 21, 22. But I did grant on the test. I did good on the, phys, um, the physical. I do the, the rent and the physical the same day. So it's like you do like your two, three-hour test. Hey, by the way, go over to this place, and now you're going to go do push-ups, sit-ups, about a half run. It's just like mm-hmm. – but – um. Then I made it to the um, to the the board of uh, they had like four or five people that you had to talk to and uh, I remember I was t- terrified because the guy sitting across me looked like Lou Ferrigno <laughs> and like he had like and like they don't like smile nothing they like they read the questions you give your answer they can read it back once if you don't pay attention or if you just miss something and he was just standing there just sitting there like looking at the paper and just staring up at me like with the most terrifying look like his biceps are ripping through his shirt <laughs> and I'm just like um please uh. <laughs> so like. Yeah, that was that was a that was pretty bad, but That's um, great. yeah. So it's it's I mean it's all kind of like the same relatively, but um, it's like I said, I mean even like the academies are pretty much almost the same too around like nationwide, but um, yeah, I've been I did that and like I said I did the I was like f- I think it was like five and a half months for my uh, academy. I did it over in Springfield, and um, 
It sucked, but it was definitely worth it. Definitely worth the pain and agony for those five and a half months because I'm much happier. Were they all UMass police officers? No. Or was it a mixture of like... So I didn't realize there's two academies in Springfield. There's the Western Mass, which is at Stick, and yeah. Springfield has their own. And it's usually like this full of Springfield cops, but then they'll like trickle in if they have open seats. So it's pretty much mostly Springfield, then Holyoke, and then like some of the other smaller towns. And then we get three UMass guys, so myself and two other. And now once doesn't even work for us. He's over at State Troopers now. So mm. one academy to the next. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yep. What uh so you were just talking about before we got on the mic about um like going to a hockey game, you're like waving people in doing traffic. Yeah. Right? So uh, yeah, so I do a lot of details and um so details pretty much overtime, a road job, whatever you want to call it. But uh yeah, so like I work hockey and basketball and I think my wife caught on because I used to tell her how busy, hard my job is. <laughs> Then she's seen a couple. Of, she was going up there to a couple of games. She's like, "This is what you do. You get paid for." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's not bad. Like I said, you know, we do. It, it does get pretty uh, crazy up there. Pretty hectic. We do um, on the job, like on the mental health, especially through COVID. We've seen it, like an uprise in that, like almost four or five uh, mental health issues, and those are just pretty hectic because you don't know how the person's going to act off their meds or yeah, whatever they're going through. So, but um, yeah, when it comes to details, we're not um. Uh, we're not working too hard. <laughs> I was going to ask you whether or not that's considered a detail for you, like yeah. it would be for like a regular yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. So officer, no, it's yeah. De- it's yeah. details. What we'll, we we'll usually do, um, uh, mostly it's UMass guys and girls, and then uh, we'll get some outside hires. We'll do like Amherst and Deerfield and stuff like that. So, and they usually jump for that stuff because it's get to go get paid to watch hockey or basketball. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So how long ago was it you started training with us? Almost it's a been year. About a year, right? Almost a year. It was uh, February. Yep, I started in February. Nice. Uh, Actually, I, I love it. I started then, and uh, I was terrified, absolutely terrified. Like, there's been days where, like, I literally call my wife, like, I don't want to go, and I'm so nervous right now. Like, I feel sick to my stomach. And, like, she'd be like, dude, you're already there. You can come home and sleep if you don't go in. It's just go in. And I I love it. Like, it's great. Like, I started off in the morning class because I knew they were smaller. I'm like, okay, I feel a little more comfortable here. Like, there's nobody there. But then, like, I remember, Pat, I remember you told me, you, met, you made a comment one day. You came in, I think it was the day you, uh, Randy was, um, you were on Randy's podcast or YouTube page or something like that. And you said something like, oh, when you start coming to night classes, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I start going to night classes. And now I love both. I try to mix it up and go to both classes. But, uh, yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, I think it's great for also, like, for police officers or any, actually anybody because, like, the confidence alone, it's just, it, like, it's skyrocketed. Like, I've always been a pretty confident person. But now, like, knowing, like, I don't know what it is about jujitsu that makes me feel more confident and it's not like, oh, I can beat somebody up. It's more just, I don't know, I feel like I walk straight. I feel more, like, you know, I just, in general, I just feel more positive. And just the confidence is just, like, skyrocketed. I don't know what it is. I don't know if, if you guys can explain why confidence would build for something like that. But yeah, um, I think the the frequent, I don't, I'm not sure what word I'm looking for. It's it's not confrontation, but mm-hmm. stress. You know, through a class, you're, we're having one-on-one altercations the entire time. Yeah. And I think just getting so many looks at being, you know, hands-on one-on-one with a person adds up and just helps with that overall confidence in all situations and confrontations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that too. Put you just putting yourself in like a physical, a physical stressful. I mean, how mm-hmm. many, I'm trying to think like how many times have I rolled just like in five or 10 minute increments over the course of my jiu journey? Like, I don't even know how many times. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even have the number, right? Let's just say it's hundreds of times. Each one of those is like a little physical altercation 
I think it just builds that confidence. Like, all right, I can survive even if I'm like smushed under Matt, right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yep, or like Ned's yep. got my head ready to pop off. Like I can survive that. Yeah. You, know? you come in your first day and it's stressful to have someone just tie up with you, right? Yep. You know, you're standing up and you just initiate first grips to practice the takedown or whatever. And you get a little tense because you're not used to it. And how quickly does that go away? Very and it's quick. just like the next level and the next level. And, you know, you're at that point where you have someone that's bigger and way more skilled than you trying to do whatever they're trying to do to you. And you can figure out how to relax a little bit in that situation. So I think having, having the knowledge that you can withstand that and you do it every day of the week helps across the board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty good, um, it's a good reason for it. But, um, I definitely, um, I think the one big thing too, was just the fact that like, I've been to other martial arts places and like, you always had the people who in there, like, I feel like it's cause people were trying to like make a name for themselves or just want to come off as tough guys because they want to try to be a UFC fighter or whatever it is. And it's like, they get like, Oh, you don't know what you're doing here. Oh, you get out of here. You know? But like you come in here and it's like, Every person met like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? You know, I'm so and so. You know, what do you do? Blah blah, all that kind of stuff. Like, the um, I feel just like the oh, I can't, now I'm drawing a blank, but just kind of just like the group that we mm-hmm. have here is just awesome. You know, I don't know if that's just it. Just seems like too now, like now, like kind of like seeing like other jujitsu pages online stuff like that. It seems like that's kind of like the um, like the essence of jujitsu. How you more like just relaxed and calm, and just like more of like a friendly place. I mean, don't get me wrong, we go crazy on the mat sometimes, especially me because I don't know what I'm doing, but um. Like it's definitely like breathe, a, breathe. Yes, I, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. But like, if almost like a family type of setting, you know. Yeah, from a from a business and a team standpoint, nurturing the new people is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. The experienced guys that have been doing this for five years, they don't need the input. They can just show up here and and train. The attention needs to be on the new folks that are coming in and make them feel welcomed and yeah, help them figure some things out and start feeling like they're actually understanding it. I try to tell them too because we've had uh, I've had a few of my friends come and try it, and like I've tried to get like at least get a one or two rolls in with the new people, and I so I tell them like, listen, like, like oh man, I suck. I'm like, listen, he's like, oh, you're so much better than me, but I'm like, dude, I suck less than yesterday. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you suck, I suck a little less, and this guy here sucks a little less. But I'm like, there's so much you can learn here. Like every day, you get a little, little less crappy at it. You know, that's the way I tell them, and they kind of kind of try to make them feel more comfortable because like. I think, like I said, that the nerves get to people and they just don't want to come back because, like, I've had one of my friends, he's like, oh, man, I was never bad at anything in my life. I'm like, dude, if you come in here thinking you're going to beat everybody, what's that say about the gym? You know, so, like, that's one thing because, like, I've always been good at lifting and that kind of stuff. And, like, that didn't do anything on the mats for me. Yeah, it it takes some time, I think, to to flip that switch and recognize it's not about who's beating who in the gym. Mm -hmm. It's not about that at all. It's, It's are you improving day by day are you a better version of the person that you were yesterday and last week and the day that you started mm-hmm. that's a good way of looking at it too yeah i've have i have a, another friend that 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 pat knows and we used to talk all the time about like i'm like well i just got my ass kicked today and like oh but i feel pretty good tomorrow you know what i mean like it just up and down like you know constantly and i always think if i can just like make minor improvements so like all right so ryan smashed me yesterday and he caught me in a guillotine three times and now he can't get me in that anymore right like just those like little things mm-hmm. where i'm like all right i can make yeah he didn't get worse at it right right he clearly got better at defending it right so it's almost like you're going against yourself like almost every day because you're just trying to figure out what you can do you know because i know like i walk in there like i don't care who taps me out. i know my thing is like if i go with like a blue belt i'm like 
hey, you know, I want to make sure I get tapped less this time. And that's my biggest goal is just try to get tapped less. Yeah. You know, just like work on defense and just if I can go one of the new people and they come in, like, okay, I'm going to try to tap this person out. But until then, just like just stay alive on the mats. That's yeah. all I really try to yeah. do and just try to breathe and yep. calm down. Yeah, that's just, I tell people, every new person I've ever rolled with, I'm always like, just breathe. Relax. Just relax. You're gonna, first of all, you're going to throw up on me, and then we're, it's not going to be Speaking good. Speaking of throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a little bit. I had an incident there the last week, or the week before. Mm. Um, yeah, so came off an injury. So I could have worked out my <clears> upper body, but I didn't. I sat on the couch for two and a half months. Uh, I slowly started coming back, thinking I'm going to be good. And then um, Daniel, one of our purple belts, decides to say, hey, you know what? Let's go really, really hard. And I thought I was going to be done for the night. Then he told me to get back on the mats, and I ended up throwing up after the match. So breathe, I, breathe. I will no, I will say I, you know, because they were both hyping us up. Try to try to get. Uh, it was Mike I was rolling with, and he's awesome. I think he's right around my skill level. I don't know if he's been here a little more, but um, we had a good roll. Like, and then I had him, um, I had him on the ground, and then all of a sudden, like he started getting onto. His, he was in turtle, and then. All I heard was, get to your feet, get to your feet. And I just kept, I'm like, I'm not letting him get to his feet. So I held that. I, I held my own. I didn't let him get to his feet. So I feel like I might have won that one. But I did throw up. So, yeah. It happens. It does happen. It happens. You know what? I know it's pretty bad. <laughs> no shame there. Yeah. And Daniel will push the pace, right? So he's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you got to be ready for his pace yeah. when he comes. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, that's the thing, too, is that, you know, it's like when I used to do CrossFit, um, you see people like they'll throw up all the time from someone do like that. It's just like, oh, you push yourself so hard, you throw up. That's great. That's the way I look at it too. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but it's also like, hey, I've pushed myself to that limit where I left nothing in the tank. I know it was just rolling with one of the guys, but like, even so, I sometimes you just had those days where you want to go as hard as you possibly can. And I knew I didn't leave anything on the mat that day. Yeah, I left it all in the toilet. In the yeah, yeah, right, so. right. So had you you said you um. Have you been in other gyms? Like, have you done, you have any other martial arts or wrestling or anything in your background? So I kind of like jumped around and my thing is the same thing with the anxiety, you know, or like it was the travel or something like that. And, um, I always, I never felt like really at home any, anywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I jump around, but, ah, oh, you know, like you, you start doing something and then this guy would be like, oh, they're going to start throwing like, like hard kicks or something like that. And like, like, dude, it's like, I'm not going to get better if you don't let me try to, you know, do whatever we're doing. The drill is. And then, or just like the coaching was bad or like the way they, they were training, just like, I just, I couldn't find a place. Mm. So I kept jumping around and I finally found and my brother who also comes here. He's, uh, <laughs> he's like, dude, look up, you know, 10th plant Springfield. And I'm like, dude, there's nowhere, there's no one in Springfield. I can't find it. Then I found it was Aguam. I'm like, okay, I'll definitely check oh, it out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just like, I think it was just, uh, just like, you know, the community that I was going to, I just didn't like what I was going into. And here, like I said, just a more relaxed setting where it's like everyone's good until we get on the mats, then that's where you really put the work in. Then when it breaks, whatever, everyone's cool again. Then when it comes time to drill, we go hard. But um, I just think it was that. So, I mean, I don't, I can't really say I have experience because I didn't, it's not like I went anywhere more than six months. Yeah. So this is the most experience I've had in the martial arts setting. Yeah. But um, yeah, you have to find a place that, that fits you. Yeah, absolutely. I would Sometimes, say so. no matter, it can be the best instructor in the world, gym full of world champions. If you just, don't feel like you fit the vibe. It's not going to be a good fit for you. Yeah. And that's the one thing too. Like um, my first role was in Matt. Was he like 300 pounds? But he was like, <laughs> he landed his back. I'm like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, just try to learn, do the moves that you just learned today on me. And he didn't go crazy on me. And all the guys I rolled with, even to today, like, you know, we have Lewis or Daniel, like they won't go crazy. They know my 
my pace. They know my skill level. So they try to just keep it there. Instead of tapping me out a hundred, well, sometimes they do tap me out that many times, but like for the most part, they're just trying to work on their own skills. So it's not like you're walking out of here with a broken arm or something like that. These other places, I felt like some of these people would have been like, oh, I'll definitely, they're going to definitely break my arm. Yeah. So it's yeah. a definitely a good setting. Yep. But um, it's definitely, like I said, like the one thing too I, I love about this place too is the fact that I think it's, when it comes to a martial arts, this is one of the most helpful ones when it comes to my job because like, um, besides all the media stuff you see, like a lot of officers don't want to go hands-on and we usually don't go hands-on. And, uh, the thing is though, now with something like this, like I said, I'm 33 and all the people I deal with are usually between 18 and like 23. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm dealing with all these, you know, athletic kids or just young kids who are just, you know, full of testosterone. So it's like, I got to do something that's going to help even the playing field. And so I know I can't be getting someone in a chokehold, but at least if I you know if like a takedown or just like the Kimura or something, the Kimura is almost pretty much the handcuffing. Mm-hmm. So like something like that where I can just learn something, where I can hold someone down until backup gets there or just I'm not getting you know my face smashed in, it's awesome. And that's where that confidence comes back, which is like if I were to get an altercation, hopefully not, that I feel like I'll be comfortable to hold my own. You know, because when that conversation we had with Randy the other day when people like, you know, no one's going to walk in against Serena Williams and say, I, I could take you in tennis. But everyone thinks they can go into a fight and knock somebody mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. That's funny. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. And as I said, I remember that conversation. It still sticks with me. I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's absolutely true. I was so, oh, I, I work out. I can hold my own. Mm-mm. Mm. All it takes, like, like I said, I, I'm a white belt <clears throat> almost a year in. And I feel like if I any of the people I, I deal with, I feel like I have a more, I'll have a better step on them, over them, when it comes to whatever the hell comes at me. So. I mean, most of the people have never put themselves in the situations that you put yourself in yeah. every week, right? So even if they like to fight, right? How many people have you seen? Maybe it doesn't happen nearly as much here, but I used to see it a lot when I was training at <clears throat> MMA gym where people be like, oh, I'm a fighter. And then, like, what does that mean? Because you got in a fight on the playground or you got right. in a fight, like, <laughs> on your street, right? There's always, yeah. there's always the puncher's chance, but yeah. the more the more you know, the smaller that chance becomes. Right. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Cause that's the way, that's the way I feel too. Cause like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at like, you know, keeping situations calm and like, pretty, like if I had people at my work, like I never seen you get mad. I'm like, because if I get mad, they're going to get mad. It's going to escalate the situation. Then why do that? Like, I'd rather not fight anybody. I'd rather just be like, Hey, guess what? Okay, cool. Put these handcuffs on. Okay, cool. Now get my car. Thank you. And I don't have to fight anybody. Yeah. Like it's much about the thing is knowing that I have, that in my arsenal where if something were to go down, I can mm. do it. Yeah. Because I really don't want to use pepper spray because I don't know if you guys ever dealt with pepper spray, but it is awful. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So it's just like, if I have to use that, I'm gonna, it's going to be a bad day. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> I'll be experience. crying yeah. again. Horrible experience. Yeah, yeah. I might throw up again. So, <clears throat> but, um, yeah. The the morning classes you're able to get in with Randy must be a, a oh, hugely Randy. valuable tool for you. Yes. Randy's awesome because he likes to show me, um, he'll show us, especially me when I'm there, um, like do uh, competition style, you know, and just, you know, or sporting style of jujitsu. But he also showed me the part like, Hey, this we can use in street. But the problem is he demonstrates on me yes. and yes. And then he'll show it again. Or I'll ask a stupid question. Hey, what would you do in this situation? And we're like, Oh, let me show you what I'm going to do. And then I'm bruised for the rest of the yeah, week. A few weeks ago, I had to apologize to Jeff because we were talking to him and I asked him a question about something he was working on and didn't cross my mind. He's going to, 
grab <laughs> Jeff and put him through. He's it. like, come over here. Let me. Can I use you for a second? I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. He like yep. did something, and I was like, I said to Pat like the next day, I'm like, shit, that actually really hurt. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, that sucks. He's like the minor, little tiniest little mm-hmm. thing. But he's um he's great because I mean you know like someone you talk about like you know confidence wise like you ever see Randy walk into a room it's like he like once he walks to a room like he owns that room you know and um we all do right like he walks in and we all are like oh Randy's here yeah Randy's right. here you know but he's one of the nicest guys yeah he's awesome he um it's funny because uh I don't know a lot of people don't know this but he was actually my one of my defensive tactics instructor in the academy and I'm so pretty sure that's the person I broke my hand on when we were doing the uh. When we were doing our OC day. No kidding. Yeah, so we ended up having to do, um, they'd make it, it was tough. They would make us do some sort of, like, workout, like push-ups. They made me do burpees for almost a minute. And you got to sprint down, like, 30, 40 yards, yelling verbal commands. And then that's where Randy was with the mitts. And at first, he was calm. He's like, okay, you know, do your strikes. So when he's hitting me, then there's a guy behind you. And you're supposed to do, like, elbow strikes behind him or to him. And um, the person <laughs> who was doing the handcuffing who got... um uh, OC'd, um, she was having trouble. She couldn't see that she was having trouble handcuffing. So Randy's, okay, let's pick up a notch. Oh boy, Randy's picking up a notch. He was, he, I know, I thought my neck was going to break. He was hitting me so hard in the head. But um, it was a good learning experience because like you, you work, you get tired and you get in there and that's what Randy does. Like, you know, you when at the jail, you can be running up flights of stairs. Mm-hmm. You got to be ready to go after yep. it. And Randy knows that better than anybody because 40 something years of experience. But um, no, he's an awesome teacher. Yeah, he's, I, the, he's the best I've come across by far when it comes to, you know, self-defense, self-protection, absolutely. law enforcement. Yeah, and he's just, just, just well-trained in everything, too. It's like, you know, like hand-to-hand. Apparently, he's good with a bow. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. He's got a bow and arrow, and he's pretty damn nasty with swords. <laughs> but um, no, he's just, and he just, like I said, he just, and he's just so knowledgeable, too. Like, he can also sit there, just not going to do the move to you, but then he'll tell you why he did it why he put his hand in a certain spot or something like that. He's waiting for, oh, cause I move my arm this way or my leg this way. This is why he did this. And he's very, you know, he breaks it down very, like, so anyone can do it. Yeah. You'll be hard pressed to find anyone that has the level of knowledge he does both in depth and also the breadth of all of the martial arts and fighting styles, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's great. And, um, yeah, so that's a huge, like, I think that's a huge win for, you know, the school because the fact that he's here as well, you know, so you get his take on the martial art part too, you know, or his part on the jujitsu mm-hmm. side and the judo side as well, yeah. which I've come. Been on the receiving yes. end of that too. Yep. Yeah, he's so. taught a few, uh, like, judo classes or takedown classes mm-hmm. here on Saturdays. Maybe we had mm-hmm. him do that a few times. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, was, like, was oh, it? shit, we're going after it, yeah. Well, he, um, I went to over, Pat knows this, I went over to his house because um, that's where his dojo is, and uh, he ended up, um, he was helping do a refresher before I went to my defensive tactics uh, school, and because he used to be the trainer or and one of the instruct main instructors for years, and um, he ended up uh, gave me a li- nice little punch to the chest, which knocked me over his bob doll and a few other things. I'm like falling back, we're trying to catch myself, but um, like I said, it was just great. Like he took the time out of his day to show me like certain things because he knew like, hey, this is important. Like. You know, like all this stuff that we, the shuffle step, he's like, there's a reason for all of it. And he was just getting me ready for it. So the knowledge that he has is just unreal. We're working on some, some ideas to kind of increase our, our presence and offerings for law enforcement officers here. Yep. So we're working on trying to get a a law enforcement only class together at some point. I think we're going to try to kick it off with, um, doing like a seminar just for law enforcement and then, you know, maybe 
some of our, I don't know, like blue belts and up or something like that to get them experienced a little bit hands-on with, you know, things are different. Like you know, mm-hmm. sport jujitsu is not the same as what you're, you're going to be trying to do in a, a self-protection scenario. So I think it's valuable for people to get some exposure to the differences. Absolutely. Now, so would you like, would there be striking involved with that? Is that I'm going to leave it? it up to Randy, whatever Randy believes yeah. that people need. Well, cause, um, no, it's just interesting. Cause I just, I read the, um, the Hicks and Gracie book just recently. And, uh, he was saying, that I think he would, he has like most of his blue belts. They need to know how to protect themselves against striking to even, beca- oh, no, sorry, to become a blue belt. You have to be, um, you have to know how to defend against strikes as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought that was kind of cool, different uh, aspect of it. But um, something interesting I've been I've been planning on working on. I need to just make it happen. I was listening to Chris Howder on a podcast recently, and he was he's in the the group they call the Dirty Dozen. He was one of the first twelve non Brazilian black belts in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Oh, wow. um, and he he talks about how he likes to train and let. The other people strike him, but he can't strike them back. So it, it forces him to make sure his jujitsu is working against strikes. Oh, that's awesome. But not just him, you know, using his advantage to get on top of somebody and, and strike them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a different scenario when both people can strike versus you're allowed to hit me. I just have to to use my jujitsu to defend myself and attack you. Yeah, it's definitely going to show you how good you are, you know, um, one of the places I trained at, um, my brother was also there with me. And, uh, one of the things was the guy was, uh, he was, he was an ex uh, police officer. I forgot where he worked, but, um, he was, he put us in the ring. My brother, he said, okay, one guy used kicks and one guy used punches only. Mm-hmm. And so my brother put his hand up. Okay. I'll do kicks first. Um, so he, I was, I'm like, Oh, this is not bad, but I was, he had like almost a year on me. So I'm like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm punching. And then it was his turn to use punches. He, pounded on me because he knew some a couple easy combos for that i didn't know how to kick either so he just kept me close and he just put me in the corner but like it's funny because like if you don't have your hands to use like you know like you just gotta focus on one thing it shows you your weaknesses yeah and that's i think that's pretty cool if you can do jujitsu and the other person can strike you but you can't strike back yeah i've used to do classes like that too it'd be miserable i just get my ass handed to me by like all i can do is kick and like i remember i I did a little muay thai before i did jujitsu so i remember thinking like I'm so used to jabbing here to set up, even to set up a kick, set up right? A kick, right? I'm like, I, I can't do that. So you're like, your your brain is like two steps behind. Even it was really weird. Like, those are hard trainings. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but I, was, I think that'd be awesome for you to do something like that, especially if we can get some more cops in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I brought a few people in here, but I think it was a bad timing because it's also around the holidays and everyone's taking vacations and stuff like that. And uh, and some people just don't realize that that it's what we'd be doing here. But um, it's I think it'd be a great. Something great. I think it'd probably bring in more cops too. Yeah, you know, it, all this stuff takes time. Anytime we're trying to kick off a new program or break into a different demographic, it it's always a slow build. Yeah, and just to, to get the word out there too. Yeah, you got to get the you word know. around. You need to get a few. We need to get a few more people that are really into it, like you are. A few more cops, so that way, yeah, we have a a core group and then go off there. Just makes it more appealing for for more to come in after that. Well, uh, John, it's. Belt wrong. Um, he uh, he want he's want he wants to sign up. He came Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Josh knew how to sign him up, but uh, he's ready to sign up. He's hooked. But um, he'd be a great. He's a Ludlow cop. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a few other people. I'm still 
nagging people all the time. Hey, let's go drink some beers. Like, no, I'll be go sign up for jujitsu. Then we'll <laughs> hang out those beers <laughs> afterwards. So I'm nagging a few people, but um, I think it'd be great, especially the um the adopt a guy program. Right I was just going to say, what a great there. segue that was. Yeah, wearing your adopt a cop Yeah, so I don't know if you didn't notice that adopt a cop program got to help the cause. Um, which thank you very much, Pat, for actually becoming um one of the um being a part of the program. But um, so pretty much it's a program that was started in 2020, and it was founded by an ex. Um, he's a police officer, but he's also an ex. I think he was a Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But um. Yeah, he just, you know, it was all this stuff you see against the cops, you know, defund the cops, all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of controversy in 2020. Um, I don't have to bring that stuff up. But uh, he decided, hey, you know what? Instead of taking money away from the cops, let's try to help them out because cops only go to the, they do a six-month academy, five and a half, whatever the heck's going to be, and they do recertifications, maybe. Expect these big towns and cities, I'm lucky because where I'm at, we we have uh, the money for it. But, um. And we do a, what an eight-hour in-service, and then if you're in Springfield and you do an eight-hour in-service for every 500 cops, it's gonna be okay, guys. Do your strikes, okay, cool. Check, check, check. You're good to mm. go. But um, so this program's great, you know. So like you can get a chance to uh, do the application. You can do uh, train at jujitsu um, at an affiliate school for free up until a blue belt, which is usually 12 to 18 months, mm. right? Depending how much you train. But, um, and yeah, I, so us as, as an affiliate, we we make an agreement with them that we'll we'll sponsor one cop to train for free. So Ryan's our our sponsored cop, so he's kind of like our our ambassador of the program. Um, yeah, and then other other cops that that sign up essentially pay us a small fee, and then if they meet certain training requirements, they get reimbursed by Adopt a Cop. So it I like that it it keeps them accountable too. So they're yes. not just, you know, they're not taking up space on the roster mm-hmm. and not showing up and, and doing their part of it. If, if they don't meet their attendance requirements for X amount of time, the program won't reimburse them. Yeah. And like the, like the qualifications too, it's not like it's a hard thing that you have to do to meet their, like, you know, their standards, you know, besides being a cop, once you get into the program, you literally have to make sure you, you show up and you got to post a picture, which you ever look at my Instagram, I have like 10 pictures and just, I have one picture of uh, my wedding. I don't post pictures, but now I'm doing it because it's worth it. Yeah. yeah it's just their, uh, that's their attendance keeping. Yeah. yeah. Check and balance. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if I got to post a picture of my sweaty ass afterwards, like I'm going to do it because why not? Like it's mm. yeah. Oh, cool. I can train for free, but it's not even that. It's the fact that you're going to train, let me train for free. I'm going to train you harder now because I want to earn that free training. And that's what cops should be thinking about because it's like you have all these cops out there like, I don't have the money for that. And it's just like, I was more than happy to pay because it's worth it. Yeah, you get now the, that excuse is gone. Yeah. But now it's just like, now what's the excuse now though? You know, don't go buy a $60,000 lifted truck. Don't go buy a boat. You know, don't go buy another 10 guns. You know, put it towards something that's going to benefit you. We have a lot of overweight cops out there, you know, and a lot of out of shape cops and they're just still sitting on their butts when they could be doing something that's actually worth it. So sorry, they're lazy cops, but get your asses <laughs> over here. So how does someone go about like applying for the program? Like, do they oh, go to the great website? question. With my notes, I have that answer. <laughs> so all you would do is just go to adopt a cop, um, adopt a cop org, and you can go to the website and they have a um, link right there where you can go on there and you can apply for the application. And uh, usually, they take about last time they had a hundred people applicants they took in right away. Um, so I don't know what the next one's going to be, but they're doing a fundraiser now. 
And um, so you can either go donate and try to help yourself, help another cop get in or just put your application in. And then once you um, they have an opening, they'll uh, send you an email, whatever it is. That's how they contacted me. And you can go from there. And they have schools all over, affiliate schools all over the yes. country. Yeah, all over the United States. And it's still it's still fairly new. So, I mean, it's only two years old, you know. So, I mean, it's still growing. And, um, but yeah, so this is the closest one. Yeah, if we're the one, only one in this region, I believe. Yeah. The closest is, I think it's Dan Simler School in Worcester. Yeah. I don't so, think there's anyone else which around I New England. Yeah, so that's, which is great because, like, even if I got uh, accepted into it, I would have to leave here to go all the way out to Worcester to actually yeah. do the, the program. So, I'm happy that, you know, Pat helped me out and became an affiliate school because now it's not just me. Other officers can come in and hopefully get be part of the program. Which yeah. So my, my hope with it is, you know, we draw these guys in and we, we keep them training here not having to, you know, go drive to wherever the, the closest other affiliate is just to, to save a few bucks on their training. Yeah. I mean, it's also, you really can't be like, you know, people like I work at UMass. A lot of people live in like Belcher town, you know, the surrounding towns up there and stuff like that. So like, in the drive would be worth it anyways because like, oh man, you know the gas prices. But yeah, but you know what? Ha- what if that one day you have to chase somebody, and then what if that person saying I'm not going to jail, you know? And then you ha- and there's no no backup, none of that kind of stuff. Or someone jumps you. Like, do you really want to take that chance? Mm. You know, like I'd rather train and make sure I don't need it than not be trained. Then the day I need it, I can't do anything about it because the last thing I want to do is have to use. I mean, I'm trained on all the stuff I have, but if I can do uh, subdue someone safely without injury, it's a win for both people. Yeah. So I won't get sued, less paperwork, and like I said, it's I'll feel better not hurting somebody. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of cops out there who don't want to hurt people. People just let you know. <laughs> what I'm interested in, we got to spend some time and get you training with some of your kit on, and start seeing yeah. seeing what the differences are. I'm already, I'm already like sweating when you said that. Cause that's, right. that's cause you have all this bulk on you. So yep. your body's not the, the size you're used to it being in shorts yeah. and a rash guard when you're training and trying to shrimp with a um, gun on your side too, is not the, I can't see that being easy as well. Yeah. I, my head immediately goes to takedowns. Like I, I, I picture you in that and I immediately picture two handles, right? Yep. Your vest. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. And you have to be worried which side is your gun on. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, I've had, uh, Randy actually told me that. So for, um, for uh, for get ups, he, he's like, Ryan. He's like, I don't care. He's like, you stay on your, you stay on your right. You you guard that right side. That's mm-hmm. where your gun is. Like, that's the side you stay on. Mm-hmm. So when I train here, whatever the drill is, even Daniel, even Daniel said, Ryan, that guns, watch your gun side. So he's Daniel's not even law enforcement. So it's that's why I try to keep my head and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I always got trained. You always got trained for it. Yeah, so. that's interesting. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I watched the guys on Instagram doing it and stuff, and it, it's interesting seeing the adjustments that have to be made. Yeah, because I mean, or having boots on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun, but I don't think we're gonna do it on your mats. So we gotta do it somewhere else. <laughs> we'll figure it. Yeah, I've, we'll figure it. I have a, a small section of cheap mats that that been taking up space at home that I need to bring here anyway. Kate's been on my case, so <laughs> they make like a, a ten by ten. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. it's the same mats we have on the walls. Oh, okay. Up in the gym, yeah, yeah. I have another section of those, so we can just throw them down on the floor and. Doesn't matter if those get scraped up from yeah. whatever. Well, we, we did that um a little bit because they're trying to change the um what we do for defensive tactics, and they're trying to do a little more jujitsu because we also we do here we can't really do like I said the, no chokes are allowed mm-hmm. at all, but um <clears throat> yeah so that'd be pretty cool because 
just training those simple things. And it was a huge, it was, it was tough. Even if you're just trying to get up, you know, cause you're trying to get up and all of a sudden you're, something's poking you in the side or something like that, or your, your, um, baton can flip around and falls out of your duty belt. It's like, Oh crap. You know, that's, you know, so you got now that's a weapon for the person. So it's, it's good to be mindful of that kind mm. of stuff and training for it. Yeah. Let's turn the page here. Let's yeah. get to the, the fun questions. Yeah, I was going to say, do we, do we pepper with the fun <laughs> questions anyway? Fun questions. I don't, right. I don't know if you've listened to this podcast before. I have once. I listen to the Randy podcast. Okay. As long as you like and subscribe. Yeah, make sure you, go yeah you don't have it. to listen. Just like and subscribe. I am. So when you when you make your big super fight debut, what's your walkout music going to be? Oh, man. You know what? I've been thinking about that. <laughs> I got a few. By now, people should know that this question uh -huh. is coming, and they should all have answers, right? So I think it's going to be a Walk by Pantera. Nice. Yeah, all right. so I, I grew up with a lot of older brothers, so and they all listen to like the heavy metal stuff. So I think Walk. Or I know the Sammy Bible Metallica, one of those two. Nice. Yep. Oh, I know what else I wanted to talk about. You came along to the, the WCG. Yeah, I always screw up the acronym, but WCG, World Championship Grappling Matches, last month. Yep. With uh, Daniel and Lewis competed. That was your... That was your first time at like a an actual uh, for a jujitsu event. It was awesome. I literally was sweating. I was so nervous for Lewis and Daniel. Like it was crazy. Like I'm like I feel like I was gonna be in the ring just sit, sitting there watching. But uh, it was it's awesome. hard watching teammates compete, man. I know. It's it's uh, yeah. it's scary because like I said and I also saw the guy that Daniel was going against, and I'm like, and like Daniel's like, oh, he's not the big. I'm like, dude, he's a big motherfucker. Like he's a big boy, but um, yeah, it was cool. I loved it. I, I it's just an old school. Like I'm a huge Rocky fan. So like that old kind of like grungy old gym. And I, I, I loved it though. I'm like, oh, I want to get up into that. I want to get to there. It, it made me want to get better so I can do a super fight one day. That's the way, that's the thing it gave me. Yeah. We even put Ryan to work doing the interview questions yeah. for me. Yeah, I know. I didn't call me <laughs> over. I'm thinking like, oh, he's going to interview me. Why? And then it's like, no, no, ask questions. I'm like, Damn, I did pretty good though, right? You did awesome. You did awesome, dude. We put him on the spot with zero. He had no notice at all. Yeah. He was across the room. I was like, Daniel, who... You want Tran or Ryan to ask you the questions? And he calls Ryan over. Well, he, you, you, we wouldn't hear Tran. I was, just, I was just going to say the same thing. I'm like, Tran, that, was, can, that cannot be an option. Yeah. yeah. And I, when, you, when I saw the video, I was thinking to myself, like, wow, who's asking these questions? Because it wasn't him. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I didn't know you were there. So I'm like, who's asking these? Because they're really good. Like, you could just, you couldn't, like, totally hear everything. But I was like, oh, that was pretty good. He's like, oh, yeah, that was Ryan. I just called him over at the last second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, well done. I felt like I was, I was trying to, I, like, in my thought process, it was like, well, what would I interview someone for work? That's what I was kind of thinking, mm -hmm. like, so that's my thought. But yeah, it was cool. Loved it. Yeah, I, the video came out really well just for being, we threw it together kind of last yeah. minute there. I just pulled out the camera and Ryan went off the cuff with some questions. Yeah, I good. killed it. In the <laughs> wrong, I'm in the wrong profession. Mm, apparently. Yep. Yeah. What's the next question what we got? What's what else you got two? for him? I thought I was going to get hit with a bunch of questions. Well, I mean, we got a lot of information we've sucked out of you in 45 minutes. I mean, you, I came with, we, you came with notes. We didn't that have to put true. you in yeah. the hot yeah. seat. Exactly. Some people we have to extract information from. You were willing to give it up. Yeah, usually in our podcast, it's usually me and Daniel talking because you can't hear Tran or he's very quiet. So it's just like me and Daniel going back and forth. His mic levels are boosted up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's Yeah, you can't put anything around him because he likes to play with things and, mm -hmm. yeah, it's distracting a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So what are, what are your jujitsu goals for this year? Um, I want to, my, one of my goals is to tap out a blue belt. That's my one, uh, I want to, I want to sub a blue belt. That's my one goal. I don't care <laughs> what it is. Get that done tonight if you're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easy enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no, I, I, one of my goals is, um, so short term goal is I want to, uh, I want to compete, um, win, lose. I don't care how I, like, I want, I want to do my best, but I would love to compete 
And uh, long term, I would, I want to, I want to try to be a blue. I mean, I don't care how long it takes me, but I'd like to try to get to a blue belt before the next year. You know, so that give me like so I'm almost a year in, and I, like I said, I know I have a long way to go, but that's my one of my goals is to try train hard nice. so I can get to that blue belt. I know some of the guys are looking at competitions coming up, so we'll. Yeah. We'll have some opportunities soon. Yeah, well, it's, I'm looking, I'm hoping there's one in April, I think, around Easter. And that's what I'm going to try to shoot for because that's plenty of time for me to get back into good shape. My knee should be 100%. And um, I think I can uh, just get a lot more training in for that. And yep. it's not around Easter, so I, the kids should be gone at school. So that means I can get the day off. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. So those the, are my uh, goals. So I now I'm like gonna be super conscious of never letting you tap me. Because, like, <laughs> I'll be broken arms and I'll call it. I'm like I didn't tap. He didn't get me. He didn't get me with his year old his year uh, his resolution for the year. No, no. I, I I um I've been really trying to focus on my like guard retention and stuff like that because I love usually trying to stand up so I can try to like muscle someone to get a takedown in. But um, I've been really trying to focus on my guard retention and kind of kind of stuff because I know that's really important. And I think being a white belt that if I can defend other people and that's going to get me less tapped I, that's what i'm trying to focus on so that's one of my bigger goals in tapping somebody out good yes sir nice competing sooner is better yeah i'm hope well i was going to try to compete back in september with the whole group but mm -hmm. uh i had a football game that day so work wasn't gonna let me get mm -hmm. out for that i was trying to say oh well no can we put it in as a training and he's like no ryan shut the hell up <laughs> you're working i'm like yeah. All right. okay sounds good yeah. i tell people if you do know that you want to compete sooner is going to be better because that's mm -hmm. As the skill level goes up, you know, you're getting out there for the first time and they've maybe been competing for two years. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Even though you're the same skill level, the competition is a skill on its own. It's a different well, game. I, I can see my nerves getting pretty high because, like, even coming here, being nervous, then, excuse me, um, I said going to the super fight with Daniel and, um, Daniel and Lewis – and then me actually going out and like all eyes on me. It's like, oh boy, that's got to be that's got to be nerve wracking. Yeah, so Except it's all in your own head though. You think all eyes are on you. Mm -hmm. No one cares. Perfect. Yeah, that's the no case. No one cares. Yeah. I got to remember that. They're but gonna forget about it tomorrow, even if they did watch. Good. I'm happy with that. I'm forgetting <laughs> about me. So yep. I'm even okay. like when we were doing the practice OT rounds last mm -hmm. week, like. That's a good pressure cooker. For sure. Moment, yeah. right? Everybody, the team is not, I mean, granted, not everybody was there, but like, you know, everybody's kind of watching what you're doing. And that's really all it is. Like, just, it's a different level of pressure. Probably a lot of it that you put on yourself, right? Because you're like, now I'm going to actually go out and show my skills different than like just rolling around on the floor here. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely feels different. I don't know. You could like roll 20 five minute rounds here and be perfectly fine. You roll one five minute round in a competition. You're mm -hmm. like, shit, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I can see that. And the, you know, the more you do and the more work you put into it, you're just trying mm -hmm. to get those closer to mm -hmm. each other. Okay. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to go too far and get to where you're not up and ready for a competition, but yeah. you're trying to get as close as you can to what your training rounds feel like. When you first start, you're going to be opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Cause I know it's going to be, um, to be a whole new experience but like i said like just coming to here was a whole new experience and I, now i want to take it that next step and competition's the way to go for sure yeah it's awesome great cool man anything else before we wrap it up i think i'm good i think I'm, my notes are my notes are complete did you nice. check off everything i got yeah, everything checked off mentally i checked it all off all right, right down the list good, good, when good. are we gonna drop this we're gonna try to get it out next week yeah yeah we'll get it out pretty quickly so friday january 21st we have Chris Chigoli here for a seminar, 6 to 8 p.m. 
He's a, a brown belt from 10th Planet Long Island. He's teaching a donation-based leg lock seminar, so it's a great chance to get in and, and learn some new stuff from someone we haven't trained with for a, a good price. And then the next day, January 22nd, he's the main event at RCS Promotions against Mason Fowler, the ADCC Trials Champ times two, Sub Submission king. Underground King, and Jeff and I will be calling the action on the broadcast there. That's right, big day. Big and weekend coming up next weekend. Big weekend. Fun. Yeah. And then looking ahead, March 5th, we're going to have my sensei, John Boteo, here for a seminar. Second degree black belt under Eddie Bravo, my original 10th Planet instructor. He's given me all my belts, blue through brown. Um, hoping for a big turnout for that seminar. We're going to have a list of promotions for our guys that I'm, I'm looking at. So we're trying to pack the house here for to support John and also to, to make sure we we show out for our guys that are going to get promoted. You know, usually we do, we do a promotion here or there, but I'm kind of saving a few up for this and, and try to make it something fun. So that's March 5th. Um, flyers just about to go out on that. It's going to be 60 bucks advanced, 80 bucks at the door. Um, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's great. Can't wait. Yeah. Good things cooking. All right, everybody. Uh, follow us on your favorite podcast service. Apple, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. You can find the video version of this on YouTube. Find us on Instagram, all the good spots. Appreciate your uh, patronage. Any cops out there, make sure that you uh, sign up, please. I need some more of you guys out here so we can start that new program. Absolutely. It'll change your life. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Ryan. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Let's go roll. Let's go. Let's go.